Hello and welcome to Recording Live. I am Dexter Jacobs with my co-hosts Matt. Hello. And Lee. Howdy, howdy. All right. So this week is episode four. Yes, episode four. And we're going to be talking about Star Wars because why not? Um, so this might be a long episode just from knowing these people uh, who are here with me. Um, but before we get to that, how about we talk about what happened this week? Anything anything fun? Um, or not fun? No, just a pretty straightforward week. Um, watched a lot of documentaries this week, which oh, was... Man. I, I documentaried it up. Documentary? Doc- what documentaries? Uh, yeah, uh, I watched one called uh, Boiled Angels, which was uh, the story of Mike Diana, who's a zine artist. And oh, okay. um, I watched another one about uh, Bill Finger, who is the co-creator of Batman that a lot of people yeah, don't yeah. realize. Um, that name familiar. <laughs> and then I, I watched one about uh, Big Brother Magazine, which led to Jackass. And then... Huh. The other one was Wrinkles the Clown, about a scary clown in Florida who apparently people hired to scare their children. And um, That was a big deal, wasn't it? Yeah. It kind of like started a thing, like a bunch of people doing it, yeah, right? Yeah, it started the entire uh, entire re- scary clown movement. I didn't realize he was hired. Uh, yeah, he was just a dude that offered his services. It, oh, he man. wasn't a dude that offered any services. It was all a hoax. Oh, well, seriously? that. Yeah. Yeah, it was all fake. Oh, there you so, go. Spoiler alert. Not to ruin I, it for you. I'm just glad that that's over. Yeah, right? Because that was like one of the dumbest things that ever happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on that note, uh, anything else? Yeah, you have a good week, Matt? Uh, yeah, it was fine. Nothing. Uh, I'm trying to really think if anything really happened, but uh, it was just, yeah, like Lee said, just a standard week. It's yeah. It was a slow week, but it was quiet week. I actually, uh, I guess for me, I, I had an interesting day today. Uh, I got out of the house. Uh, I got to go to nice. the, I got to go to the emergency vet. Spent uh, three and a half hours doing that. <laughs> Uh, basically, my dog has a swollen face. Uh, he kind of looks like the Instagram like filter that makes you look more masculine. Like uh, just basically under his jaw, it's all swollen. They didn't know what was wrong with him. Uh, and the best part of it was I had to go to the bathroom the whole time. But you know, I couldn't like go in and go to the bathroom. I had to sit in my car in the parking lot for sure, ever, forever. It was great. Um, but other than that, I think. I, I can't tell. I think his face is less swollen, but that's about the highlight of my week. <laughs> uh, I, I, other than that, I guess I did uh, I did two interviews for for Indie Comic Ninja, so that was good. That was fun. Solid. Yep. Other than that, yeah, kind of a boring week, I guess. I don't know. It happens. It does. I mean, lately. Uh, None of us drank bleach. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, no, I didn't. Uh, that that was that was good. That's good. I'm glad no one did. I mean, I highly considered it, but I mean, I have it on good authority. That's a great idea. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Um, yeah. So, uh, 
Anything else to talk about before we jump into Star Wars? I think the biggest thing we should be doing is probably jumping into Star Wars. All right. <laughs> uh, okay, so how about, first of all, according to show notes, we talk about the original trilogy. Or, uh, Tom's not here, but he had a couple of, of, of notes um, that might actually be worth jumping into. Uh, what what are your guys' viewpoints on the order in which to watch the movies? I think just uh, I think just watch them while they came out. So four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. That or just watch them in episodic order, but just just watch them how they came out. It's totally fine. I think this machete order is stupid, and I yeah. think the like the Topher Grace. Uh, cut that is well known oh, by yeah. people which was the first three movies all chopped up and edited into like two two and a half hours with i think episode one almost just being treated as flashbacks yeah. is just i mean you can't find it anywhere now it's kind of mm. lost to time because uh lucasfilm really stepped in and tried to get rid of it i'm sure there's yeah. sites that probably still carry it but it's not like there's any official site that does it i think it was on youtube years yeah. and years ago but uh i just i i don't know i think um i think you can just watch them either three four uh four five six one two three and then seven eight nine just watch them in the order i mean yeah. there are revelations in yeah. in it but i think to get the entire story like uh, the way kind of, I guess, George Lucas originally in, envisioned it, maybe watch it one through nine. But it's kind of just kind of up to you. But I think anyone's kind of fan versions are, mm -hmm. I mean, it works for an individual, sure. But I think you can probably yeah. just watch them how you kind of grew up with them. Granted, our age, we grew up with them. But yeah. now people growing up with them, like your, your guys' kids, well, I mean, your Lee, your kids are old enough that they've they've seen all of them. But I know Dexter, your kids haven't. Yeah. So it's no. it's one of those where, you know, I think it's totally acceptable just to watch them in their release, their original released order. You know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with. It. I, I I think the machete order. I had to look that up because I don't I couldn't remember what that was and um I yeah, pulled well, my eyes because so it it willingly ignores one movie. Yes. Yeah, so the machete order is I. It's been a while since I looked into it, but it's uh, four, five, two, three, six. Yes. And so, and you just, you don't even watch the first episode one. It, it's just, I think it's, yeah, it's just a version Wait. that admits that the, that tries to acknowledge that episode one is completely pointless. And I a hundred percent disagree. I do too. I, and I, I don't think you should skip episode one. I do like the idea though, of uh, watching four and five, getting to the Luke, I am your father point. And then going back to see who Darth Vader is before. That is interesting. Yes. Um, and yeah. I do like the idea of knowing of not knowing who Darth Vader is, uh, which my children, of our, or at least Beckett, has already been spoiled on because of those stupid children's books uh, <laughs> of, um, the, what the, is it, Darth Vader and Son, Darth Vader yeah, and Friends, yeah. Goodnight, I, Darth I, Vader. I got him those books. You did. Um and, the problem with those books is it is it spoils. It, and in all honesty, when you got that book, I was very excited. But it, those 40 books. Forty-year-old spoilers. It, right, but the thing is, is now when Beckett watches those movies, he's going to know that like who Darth Vader is. 
and I wanted and I yeah. wanted him to have that experience while watching the movie, but it's it's ruined now. Okay, I have a question though. Okay, Lee, you're 39. I'm 35. Dexter, you're 34. 34. Five. Uh, no way, I'm four. Man, you know my age better than me. Yeah. <laughs> who was spoiled by it growing up? I mean, who was really shocked? hearing luke i am your father does I anybody don't... remember being shot? no i don't i don't remember no I, so i don't think it's really that important to be <clears throat> by that Probably not. that's a good point honestly well even at this point i think if you watch the prequels if you're watching in episodic order which is how i do it um <laughs> i don't if if you're watching i don't with, think it should be a spoiler but but thinking of it this way you if you're watching with kids who have never seen it before and you're introduced to them in episodic order you get to the end of episode three and he turns to Vader. If they don't know that, yeah. they're going to be surprised. I think that's even that's more point. impacting. That's a good point. Because that scene, honestly, when he turned, like when he had the suit on for the first time, was yeah. a very like boring scene because you knew it was happening. Oh, that's I a good, wasn't that's bored a, whatsoever. Oh, I hated that scene so much. It was so anticlimactic. Oh, I liked it. I loved it. <laughs> Uh, I, don't, I, mean, I, I don't mind that scene, but, you know, my, my uh, you know, I think my five-year-old turned to me at the time and he's like, why, why is he crying like that? Yeah. No. That was such a, no, yeah. He, he wasn't. But we I mean, that when we talk about that episode, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. So then are we going to talk about the expanded or like, yeah, we are. Okay. So why don't we just dive into the original trilogy then? Um, okay. So that would be four, five, and six. Yep. Uh, a New Hope, Return of the Jedi, or Empire Strikes Back, I'm and Return sorry. of the Jedi. In my opinion, there is no A New Hope. It is Star Wars. Okay, you uh, you actually uh, came after that, so I, I I don't think that's an argument. <laughs> so. What do you mean? It was Star Wars before Lee was born. It was A New Hope even before he was born. <laughs> no. Nope. Oh, yeah. What about uh, <laughs> Blue Harvest? Blue Harvest ah, was just the, Harvest. Uh, the working the title, name. wasn't yeah, it? The, oh, wait, are you talking about the Family Guy special? I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I just <laughs> knew that that was a thing. <laughs> I forgot. I, I was talking about the Family Guy thing. I forgot it was the uh, working title. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the title they used during production. Okay. And then, in all honesty, though, the, the Family Guy Blue Harvest is very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that first one is pretty memorable. I, I think the first that. and second one are pretty memorable. Uh, the Jedi uh, ad- uh, adaptation is almost unwatchable. The Jedi adaptation? What do you mean? The Return of the Jedi one. They did all three. Oh, I've not. I've only seen the first one, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, good. Okay, good. And I think it's because I heard that the third one at least was horrible, and so I was just like, yeah, I'm done then. Uh, they just, uh, they, they ran, they literally ran out of ideas and then started using American Dad and Cleveland Show characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's too. Yeah. <laughs> they may even make so, a joke in the in the special about it, which is kind of falls flat. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, I guess what are you guys' thoughts on the original trilogy then? Uh, first of all, let's uh, we we should start this off by in uh, what was it fifth grade? Uh, when Matt and I were in fifth grade was when the remakes came out. And I went and saw it with my dad. And I believe it was A New Hope. And I was it talking was. to my friend Eric, I believe, yeah, about You're it. Right. Uh, and 
Matt was sitting on, just on the other side of Eric, and you lean over and say, you saw Star Wars? Yep. Or something along those lines. And that yes. was the beginning of my friendship with Matt. 23 years ago. 23 yeah. years ago uh, this year, because that was 97. That was the, the special editions came out. And yes, I was sitting next to Eric, and you got you were talking about it because you got to see it. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't seen it yet. And we chatted a lot about it. And I remember you were inaccurate with this, but we were also <laughs> like 11. Yeah. I remember you said that Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru's death scene was much more gory. I... It, which might have just been that I didn't notice how, like, w- the first time I saw the movie. They were I... remastered, so. Yeah. yeah. You probably um, just noticed it a lot more. Uh, yeah. Cleaned well, because I was 11. Yeah, I don't know. But I, the funny thing, too, about that was I remember going and seeing that with my dad. We had a really hard time. I think we had to go to, like, two theaters because they were, like, sold out. Because uh, yeah. this was, like, before you would go and buy tickets in advance online because that didn't exist uh and yeah and we couldn't even sit next to each other we had to sit, he had to sit behind me uh and we were on like the we were like way close to the screen way off to the right uh but man it was a blast to see that in the theater i was so happy it was a great day <laughs> yeah no i i know when i when the uh, special editions came out i was it came out in 97 so i was 16 um and i saw um I saw Star Wars, <laughs> and then then I went and waited. I didn't get to see Empire. I was so bummed, but I ended up going in a big group to go see Return of the Jedi, uh-huh. and I'll always remember that one because we ended up – we went to a midnight show, and we ended up going to the bottom, like right at the foot of the screen, and there was like, mm. gosh, probably 10 of us, and we all laid down during the battles. Oh, so yeah. you're like looking up on the screen, and it was – it was pretty memorable. I don't know why I was thinking that, but yeah, yeah. Hmm. plus it was, you know, it was the first time. Um, um, it was the it was the first time that I saw the Star Wars movies on on the big screen, and at that point, you know, in the mid mid nineties, mm-hmm. being a Star Wars fan wasn't really. It like, it's not. It wasn't very big. It was. It wasn't it was, big yeah. at all. It was, it, that was still during the lull. Like yeah, yeah. That was the. Yeah. Uh, that was the the dark time, which is um, funny because I don't I don't know that I ever realized that that was that there was a lull because like in my head like there was just always Star Wars I don't know why like my mom or my dad must have just really nerded nerded me up or something. Well, yeah, I mean you you think about the fact that Empire or sorry not Empire uh, Return of the Jedi came out in eighty three. Yeah. And then between eighty three and ninety seven, all you had that was Star Wars like movie wise and TV wise were the two animated series. Hmm uh droids and ewoks and yeah and the ewok adventure movies that's weird because i i totally remember like growing up and star wars was just like always there like we had the we had books we had toys i thought we had toys maybe we didn't I don't no know. We, we had toys toys came back around uh 95 95 force unleashed came out or was it force force of i think it was power of the force oh. power of the force came out that's yeah, when yeah, they yeah. They re- they made everybody extremely muscular. <laughs> and oh man, Luke looked like freaking Hulk. So did Han. Oh Luke. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so to, to be honest, so did Princess Leia. Like, yes, Leia was giant, giant was broad shoulders. Yeah, and yeah. so did Vader. Vader was really ripped too. It was a very weird first few years. Huh. I remember. I mean, I grew up on Star Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. I. 
I don't even know the first time I saw it. That's how much I grew up on it because we watched them on home because we yeah. had the giant discs that oh, we yeah, were yeah. on. And then I think it was 94, 93. It's when they re-released them on VHS yep. with interviews at the beginning with a movie oh, critic yeah. in Lucas. Yeah. And uh, we watched them all that way. And then, yeah, the special, I, I had some of the toys, but since I was kind of weaned on Star Wars all growing up, uh, I always had it around me because of my dad. And yeah, uh, yeah the special editions came out. Uh, I did see A New Hope in theaters. I remember I went and saw Jingle All the Way <laughs> that, uh, before uh, the, uh, that Christmas time. And that was when they released the trailer for the special edition announcement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was huge. And I got to see episode four in theaters. Uh, it wasn't packed, though. It was, I think it was, it might have been, a, I think I saw them all in matinees. I saw the first, I saw mm -hmm. A New Hope. And I saw Empire Strikes Back. Uh, if at a matinee, I remember, because the theater was dead. And I got to mm -hmm. go see, I asked my parents if I could go. And they, they let me. And... Mm -hmm. I had I even got the movie posters. I remember I had a bunch of the posters that oh, I cool. had uh, for the special editions. Mm -hmm. And Return of the Jedi didn't come to our hometown, so I didn't get to see Return of the Jedi until they re-released it uh, special edition. So That's I was weird. I was really bummed because I know special uh, A New Hope was heavily modified. Yeah. Uh, Empire uh, was and wasn't. They um, and then Return of the Jedi, I remember, I think had the least amount of altercations done to it. Mm. But the, uh, it's it's very I mean, nowadays, I know that George Lucas was heavily involved with Return of the Jedi, so he didn't change too many things. I think uh, mm. he changed a lot of the special effects in A New Hope because he always said that it didn't match his vision. And Empire did modify quite a few things, but yeah. I know that was the movie he had the least amount of control in. Like, even though he financed it and everything, yeah. he did write it. He didn't direct it. I think he pretty much just financed it and just gave his stamp of approval for most things. But I hmm. think, uh, Lee, you might know, he I, Empire, I think, is the one that he had the least involvement in, wasn't it? I think they, I don't know if it was that as much as it was they were just focusing so much on the first movie and then mm -hmm. focusing so much on the last movie. Mm. I mean, there was, mm. I don't think there was a ton of changes in that Empire one. But if you look back and watch, uh, you know, A New Hope, I mean, putting in Jabba the Hutt scene and... The um, Moss Eisley in general. And Moss Eisley completely redone, uh, eliminating the, the gel blob that was underneath the land speeder on on uh <laughs> tattooing like i mean a lot of the death star to, yeah and then you go back to the last movie and they you know they they cleaned up so many shots in that the whole the whole scene in Jabba's palace obviously with the uh oh my god oh, that, oh, that musical scene. number oh my god <laughs> that, that musical, musical number the max rebo band yeah that was i was that's the one thing when i'm watching i'm, I, I'm like oh i could probably fast forward this part uh, even as a as someone who doesn't mind the special editions and the tweaks, I I don't I can't love or hate them. I guess I should say. Even I'll say that the musical scene in Jedi is pretty cringy. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. bad. Yeah, those effects it, are 
they have not aged well in no. like 20 years. Yeah, yeah, 20 years. I remember, yeah, at the time being very disappointed. And I think that's how I remember that I saw it in the theaters. Oh, yeah. Because I, I'm pretty sure I saw, I remember seeing that scene in the theater and just being like, oh, okay. <laughs> I do like that they added the slave girl scene. They went back and reshot her falling into the Rancor pit. Same oh, yeah. actress. She hadn't aged in 14 years. Wow. And uh, they did a really good job uh, doing that. The funny thing was, is even as much as, George, I mean, let's be honest. The real reason George Lucas did all of that stuff, he he says he wanted to make it more close to his vision, which he's right. Mm. George Lucas wanted more control because he went through a divorce and his wife had control. She had partial ownership and control of A New Hope. Yeah. And uh, Fox also owned a lot of control. Fox owned control of A New Hope. I mean, they finance everything. The others were independent movies. Mm -hmm. But I always kind of believe that he really wanted to change them because if he modified them, he had sole ownership of those modified of those modified versions. Right. I think it was a which is bit. why you which is why you can't find the original version anymore. Ah, uh, you well, I know that you can, but well, his I, I here's the thing. It's been uh so long now. His wife still owns portion of A New Hope. Yeah. And I believe that's why it's never been re-released. And even now, with Disney owning Star Wars for the past eight years, uh, and now they fully own A New Hope because they acquired Fox, mm. I would not be surprised if George Lucas put it in the deal contract when he sold uh, Lucasfilm that they cannot re-release the original versions. Oh. Ugh. I am That'd very much you wondering know, because just, Disney has re-released at this point. What? No, I, I could care less, but... Disney's owned it for this long now. They have re-released the Star Wars saga three times. Yeah. It's it's all the special editions. Hmm. Yes, it's all the mod oh, yeah, the yeah. latest modified special editions. And Disney has oh. even tweaked with them. And then some it, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and even Disney, yeah. Disney's even oh, messed with them. Which movie was it? I think it's I it's hope. on Disney Plus. I do I hope they hope was modified. Uh, Greedo like yells McClucky That's right it. before he shoots. <laughs> McClunky. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so and I remember weird. like the the day that that came out, like all over Twitter, like people were saying McClucky or whatever, mm -hmm. and I was just like, what is going on? Like, why are people saying yeah. this? It was like the new Kofefe. Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> weird. I mean, yeah, and people are still demanding it. I yeah. mean, I own the original versions, but that's because I own that DVD two pack, uh, that oh, that two disc yeah. set that came with the special edition. And the Laserdisc version, which people hate, but I mean, come on, it looks the same. I don't really care. <laughs> I heard it has the diff a wrong aspect ratio, but I can't tell. Oh. But I, mean, uh, I, you know what? In in 2020, if you want to find the original trilogy, you can find it online. Like you can't do it legally, yeah. but you can find them. And honestly, I don't it's know, weird. boy. You ever go back and watch it? I mean, they that was the one thing is, uh, if you had cable or if you had knew someone that did. And if you were at a friend's house, there was always a chance that Star Wars was on TV. USA marathoned them 24 yeah. hours around on Christmas, like every year and holidays. Like, and if you go back and you look at those original versions, boy, you can see those really rough special effects. 
Yeah. Big matte lines on on things and stuff. So yeah. I don't know. But I'm also at a point now where with the original trilogy, which I love, I love Star Wars. I can't really sit down and watch those movies anymore. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they're not bad movies. They're just I've seen them so many times growing up. They're yeah. kind of a rough sit through and not in quality, but just because I've seen them so much. Like you watch something so much yeah, that yeah. even you get burned out a little bit. That's kind of how I am with the original trilogy. I still uh, highly recommend it. Think it's great. Uh, but it's become one of those things where I've seen it so many times. I can't watch it like I can't do like a yearly thing. I can't do like a bi-yearly thing. It's it's one of those where I have to just really be in the mood to just maybe watch one, if that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, oh man, what was I gonna say? Is there a chance too that like I mean, a lot of all like, and the reason why people want to see the original, original, original take is because it's just a nostalgia thing and it's not actually a good story. I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I guarantee people complain. It's just, yeah, it's nostalgia at this point. It's nostalgia and just, uh, yeah, it's really difficult that you see the people who just demand it. And I I don't know. Lucas really did a number with those special editions. It really divided yeah. a lot of people. For sure, yeah. I think it mainly because he did it and people just didn't think it was necessary. Yeah. yeah. It would have been nice if all he did was clean it up, but I think it was just those additions and whatever, but whatever. I don't know. That's why I think it was a business practice. I think it was yeah. a business practice. He didn't want his ex-wife touching those movies. Yeah. I, yeah. And Fox, I don't speculate on that. I don't know. I think it was just, I, I, I think right get muddled up along yeah. the way and you just you have so many people holding, um, holding on to him. So, yeah, it's it's just all you can do. But yeah, I mean, he's anyway. always owned uh, Empire and Jedi. Uh, but yeah, uh, A New Hope has always been one that's been pretty muddled. And I don't know how long that rights issue happens with his ex-wife. But now with Disney owning Fox, you know, there was nothing holding them back from uh, it. And I mean, it's Disney knows the fans want them. I think it's probably just a matter of time before a cleaned up Blu-ray trilogy box set comes out. It's just, it's, it's, it's going to happen someday. And I hate to say it, but we're seven years away from the 50th anniversary. So. Oh yeah. Um, all right. So maybe we should, I mean, is there anything else you guys want to say about the original trilogy? I mean, without just walking step by step, what the story is, I don't know that we need to. No, I think, I think, you know, a handful of people out there probably know the, the general story of the original trilogy of Star Wars. <laughs> um, there might be two or three people uh, that have seen all of them at some point. Um, yeah. They're very, they're very low-known independent films. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody in those movies ever amounted to anything. No. Well, let's... Not one bit. Well... Yeah, I think one of those guys became like a voice actor for something. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, yes. One of them became a Tomb Raider. Really? Oh, sorry. Oh, I got it. <laughs> I was like, Angelina Jolie wasn't in any Star Wars movies. <laughs> Damn See, it. I was thinking like, oh, did, did Carrie Fisher voice Tomb Raider? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I didn't hear it. 
Oh, okay. So the 1999 brings Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. That's the best year. Ever. And everyone's favorite character, Jar Jar Binks. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Captain uh, Tanaka. Oh! Yep, Tanaka's up there. Who's, who's Captain Tanaka? He's the cat. He's uh, the uh, captain of the Naboo Guard. Okay. The guy who, like, escorts Padme all around, or uh, Amidala? Yes. Okay, gotcha. He's the one that says you can't deliver him to the huts. The hut are ga- huts are gangsters. Huts are gangsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I need to. I, in all honesty, I need to rewatch the the first trilogy or the whatever episodes one through three. Um, yeah. I I do not remember much of that. <laughs> yeah, you only saw them once, didn't you? Or how many um, times in school for school? Because I think we, I think I uh I I saw episode one three times once, I think by uh, once by myself or with friends, what? another time with some more friends, and then we saw it for school. Yeah, I I think I I'm pretty sure we saw it together. I don't know I who also. So. I might I mean I would have gone with Travis maybe, but we all three uh, might have then, gone together. Yeah, and then I remember seeing it for school because it's like the second what's his face Obi Wan got on on screen, like all the girls went crazy, and I remember just being my junior high self and just being so confused. Well, you uh, and McGregor is you and McGregor is pretty dreamy. He's very is dreamy. He, is he? He's pretty ugly in a, in uh, in an episode one. I mean, that really cool rat tail on the side of his head was super cool, but hey, girls were that wearing a, that. That was a Padawan oh, braid, okay. I don't know what it was. No, no, the, the little piece in the back, Lee, not the braid. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I for, I forgot he had the uh, the little ponytail. I forgot about the little nub. Oh, uh, but anyway. Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about uh, when we saw it, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I think I, I know I've seen the other two. Didn't we see the second one for school, too? You were or maybe nice. the third you one. You had already moved by that point. <clears throat> okay. I I know I've seen it. I do not remember any of it, except for that last scene. Uh, <laughs> That's probably Vader. best. Like, I just, I don't remember. Like, it, I just, I was so bored. Out of, and I don't even get bored with movies. That's the thing. Like, this is, like, the most boring movie I've ever seen. I don't know. I just, I don't remember it. I will tell you, I have never, you know, the, the, the Marvel movies are huge by leaps and bounds over the prequel trilogy, you know. Yeah. Um, but I will never experience anything like the Star Wars mania of 1999 because of episode oh, one. Yeah. Yeah, totally yeah, agree. The hype there was insane. It was the first and actual Star Wars movie in 15 years. Yeah. I remember going to see... Oh my gosh. I think we went to see Enemy of the State with Will Smith purely because the trailer was in front of it. Oh, yeah. And then as soon as that movie ended, we left. Or like the trailer ended, <laughs> we left. Yeah. We didn't even stay for the movie. We were like, nobody wants to see this. Oh. Um, it was just like... Everything about that summer, I think I saw, I think episode one I saw five times, which is my record for Star Wars movies Yeah. in the theater. And you know what? Totally acceptable. Yeah. No. 100% yeah. acceptable. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm actually indifferent on the, on the prequels. I don't, I mean, there's, there's obviously some very high peaks, but there's, when they hit the valleys, they are very, very low. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
I I thoroughly enjoyed the first movie, honestly. Like I remembered really liking it, and I think part of it was just like I loved Darth Maul. Well, Darth <laughs> Maul was. I mean, he was everywhere. Like you you every single piece of Star Wars merchandise that year was Darth yeah. Maul's face. I mean, right. I had a I had a Darth Maul beanie baby in my car up oh, until. I, I think I seriously had that in my car until probably three years ago. Yeah, yeah, I'd say you're pretty accurate with that. <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, I, I he remember was like I, he's like green and gray from the sun, like oh, dyeing him. But it's whatever now. But yeah, no, he was huge. I remember begging my dad for the double bladed lightsaber, uh, and I promised to mow the lawn like a million times and never did, but I got it. <laughs> You know, and, and I collected toys, and I bought so many Star Wars Episode One figures, and I remember me and my buddy uh, Randy, we'd, just, we'd go to the store, or we'd go to Toys R Us and walk around, and we would always leave with one or two more figures. Yeah. And now, I mean, they're not worth the plastic they were freaking made out of now. But No, no, um, not at all. <laughs> I, I mean, actually, the, the biggest thrill I've had out of those figures was literally sitting with my son about five years ago and opening every single one of them up so i remember you told me about that i mean but the just the hype machine that was surrounding that movie that year yeah it was amazing i remember that feeling like feeling like i was living through history with that for some reason it was historic it was it was big but Uh, like i think i just feel like that was like the first really historic thing i remember yeah, it's crazy when you think about it because, you know, people, it had only been 17 years from Return of the Jedi to 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 uh, uh, Phantom Menace. So yeah, like, but I, but I wasn't even 17. I know, but but I'm just saying, like, but you got to keep in mind, like, how how long, like, the movies now they're making sequels to movies that are like 20 years old now, and people don't even nobody yeah. bats an eye. Nobody bats an eye. Yeah. That's well, I mean, look at the the we talked about the special edition. Special edition was the twentieth anniversary, and that was enormous. Yeah. And we just hit the fortieth anniversary three years ago. It didn't matter. We hit the twentieth anniversary of Phantom Menace, and nobody cared. Oh, yeah. uh, well, I mean, they did do some <clears throat> stuff for it, I suppose. They did make some figures and things to as of an well, and they did, was the three D. The three D didn't even the Phantom Menace three D didn't even come out when that was two thousand twelve I think two thousand twelve yeah. yeah, so that wasn't even, even for, that wasn't even for its tenth anniversary yeah they 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 re released the Phantom Menace in three D and Lucas said he was going to do one every year and then it didn't happen but Lee myself and two other people we got to see it in three D and the three D conversion wasn't good. awful it was pretty good but it was one nostalgia to see it in the theaters again after 13 years, yeah. and it was also, oh, shit. And this... I will stand by, though, I will stand by this, you know, to the end of my days. The Padre sequence in episode one is one of the best action sequences in the Star Wars franchise. To a point where oh, they extended sure. it for the home video. Oh, like. Wow. Like I, I I mean there's you watch it and if you watch it, there is no music no. through yeah, the majority yeah. of that race. It's all just the sounds of the pods. And it's it's yeah. a very a very well done scene. It yeah, and I actually I literally <clears throat> just watched that with my son. Uh but before bed he's been asking me questions about Star Wars. So I've been like priming him basically. 
uh and today like i he's been we're just working our way through like the different vehicles of star wars and he just asks me about them and i just tell him like what they're for like we were talking about adats and uh x-wing like and all the big things and then finally i was just, he's just like what's another what's another thing from star wars I'm like uh pod racers so then we, I got on my phone and we watched like a four minute clip of the pod race and he, he was like glued to it. So I promised him tomorrow we get, I, I'd let him watch the whole scene. Yeah. It's like 10, 15 minutes, I think, isn't it? Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited. Cause I think it's you know, like the first like extended thing of star Wars that he'll have ever seen just cause he, uh, he's very afraid of star Wars right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, but it's it uh episode one was huge mm-hmm. uh we actually dexter i remember we saw the trailer for it before wing commander but we didn't oh, leave yeah. after the trailer we did we watch wing, wing commander. commander did you even like wing commander i didn't know anything that was going on in that movie because i didn't yeah. know anything about wing commander yeah i played the video game and we went with travis and he did too and I remember, yeah, you be, you seeming very confused by everything. It it wasn't a good movie. I enjoyed it's it. It's a piece though. of shit. Yeah. It is it's a piece it, of I mean, shit it did movie. give us it did give us uh, a future Star Wars actor and Freddie Prince Jr. I was gonna say yeah, yeah it was Freddie Prince Jr. and the guy who ended up playing Shaggy and uh, Matthew Matthew Stan. Lillard. Lillard. Yeah, yeah. He was maniac. Which is just like, how do you go from a video game starring Mark Hamill to like not having him in the movie granted he was um, pretty old by then i guess i don't know yeah, but it, just it, seemed, it, was, it was disappointing he was in like kid, his yeah. 40s at that point i mean it's not like he was super old yeah you know? well and then the guy uh, <clears throat> uh the guy who was maniac was biff henderson <laughs> which i thought was hilarious biff henderson uh from uh back to the future biff tannen? biff tannen oh biff tannen yeah. why did i think henderson Oh, was Henderson all these years? I don't know. I don't know where I got that name. I'm going to be honest. Uh, but yeah, it was, Biff was in the video game too. So, uh, yes, episode two then came out. Um, Thank you. <laughs> pretty, uh, also pretty big. I remember when the trailer, I remember seeing the trailer for it and it was huge. Yeah. And there were so many talks about what this movie was going to be. And I got to see it at midnight. My mom wouldn't, I was only uh 14 when episode one came out i remember very much my mom would not let me go and so Mm. by the time episode two came out three years later i was 17 uh and uh i got i was allowed to go but i had to go to school the next day so me and i think one other friend got to go see it and uh i absolutely loved it and then i think i saw it I think we, I don't know, we didn't go see it. We were in high school by that point. High school didn't let us do that kind of fun stuff. Uh, I think I saw it maybe one or two more times. And I remember watching it all the time on DVD. And it wasn't until, I don't know, 10 years ago that I really got to sit down and watch it, you know, eight years later. And I realized how bad that movie really is yeah <laughs> yeah that's a that, yeah it's definitely a movie that uh what um i liked quite a bit at the time i'm like wow that was a big step up from episode one and then you watch it and you're like what oh even happened gosh 
like what even happens in that movie i don't know like the entire it's just a lot uh, of talking isn't it it's a re it's a redo of episode one essentially but with a more with kind of a more action and that's it it's lucas more action yeah i would argue there's more action in it uh i don't know i think you, you get taken out of the movie so much i think honestly the big problem with that movie is the love story like yeah, yeah. Uh, the structure is terrible like it's really bad structuring and it very much i found out a couple years ago that lucas didn't finish the first draft until a month before production started like filming mm-hmm. like they were already designing everything building sets all these things and he hadn't written it yet and one of the funniest things i've ever seen is I mean, these are on bonus features on the movies, too. It's George Lucas sitting at his desk writing the script with pencil, and he has 20 or more uh, cliff uh, books on cliff notes. And it's it's kind of the funniest thing. But, yeah, there's a straight-up scene where he is uh, coming into the production office with all the staff, and he goes, draft one is done. And on the bottom it says, five weeks before shooting. Yeah, it was just a. Uh, Why do you put it's that? It's just very disjointed. Why do you put that in the bonus features of the movie? <laughs> That's not the worst bonus feature that in Star Wars. Oh man. I'll talk about the. I'll talk about one after right after the, we finish our prequel talk. But there's a there's a better one. Um, but yeah, Episode Two is pretty. I'll say that it's pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, this the locations are really good. The casting's really good. Uh, I think Hate Christensen did the best he could do under a director who wasn't really a director. Um, yeah. I would uh, say he really was a better actor than those movies made him out to be. He's way better. He's done such good performances in other movies. Yeah. I would say the Battle of Geonosis uh, minus the robot factory scene, which is horrible because the CGI is just so bad in that scene. And then uh, the arena scene, which is not very good either. But when you get to the actual, the Clone Wars beginning on Geonosis, yeah, the first that time. is what that is the that is what you wanted to see in a Star Wars movie since you heard about the Clone Wars. You're like, yep. hell yes, now we're getting into it, and they're like, they're like, this is awesome. You're gonna love our next movie, and then they're like, we're gonna take all those battles out of the next movie. <laughs> Yes, and oh, that's that's the problem with episode three is uh, Lee and I have talked about this several times when we do our Star Wars discussions while we're working or whatnot. Is that, yeah. and I mentioned it the other day, the biggest problem with the prequels is they ha- they they were founded on two things: the tragedy that is Darth Vader and the Clone Wars. Episode two ends with the declaration of the Clone Wars, and episode three begins with the end of the clone wars and it wasn't planned to do a tv series we had a small cartoon series to fill oh, in yeah. the, fill in a little bit but which was amazing was, the the gendy tartowski series oh is it's great flat out amazing yes totally worth looking find trying to find uh but it's like they uh the the cartoon of the clone wars is some of the best stuff that came out of the prequels it's just so unfortunate mm-hmm. that yeah, uh, I mean, for all I mean, Lee have talked about. It. I personally think I, th- I think episode one is fine, but I think it would have been so much better if, say, Attack of the Clones was episode one, 
episode two would have been battle a big and a big epic turning point in the clone wars and then episode three be the revenge of the sith um not and lee made when i told lee about this a couple weeks ago he said so essentially lord of the rings and then i didn't even refute i said yes (laughs) yeah pretty much yep uh have a have a turning point battle be that uh unfortunately the biggest problem with the prequels is uh a pro and a con because as we find out later with the disney movies uh george lucas at least had a beginning middle and end that he wanted to tell with them because we Mm -hmm. knew where they were going to end he -hmm. just wanted to fill in some places and it's very apparent that there was only one man who wrote these movies and that was it and so the structure of the prequels is probably you know people want to people want to complain about the acting the romance uh they want to complain about jar jar binks the worst thing about the prequels is just the layout and structure of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, but I think if you're a big enough Star Wars fan, you can kind of look past them. You're going to see them. You can't ignore what's wrong with them, but uh, episode two is pretty much... Uh, I mean, episodes three structures is worse than episode two, I think, but I think there's better things in episode three, but yeah, attack of the clones. It's there's more cons than pros. in it. I think that's the best way to say for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree. Agree. But we got Django Fett and a purple lightsaber. So, you know, wasn't the story with the purple lightsaber that like they presented, um, uh samuel jackson with a bunch of lightsabers and he picked one and asked if it could be purple pretty much from yeah they were just like well, yeah you're samuel jackson we'll give you a purple lightsaber and no, so and then, he's basically like nobody else has it so i want it yeah it's it's kind of funny the story is and it's there's there's video of it in the bonus features it's just uh, sam jackson on set with lucas and he goes what are the colors of the lightsabers? And George Lucas is like, well, good guys wear have green and blue, and bad guys have red. And Sam Jackson's like, what about purple? We do purple. And George Lucas just goes, hmm, we can see about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. For the record, that was a good George Lucas, but probably the worst Sam Jackson impression I've ever heard of. <laughs> I, I don't want to use the MF word. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> But yeah, it's it was Sam Jackson very much wanting a purple lightsaber, and in yeah. all the interviews for Episode Two, he is holding his lightsaber and stuff, and he's very much like uh like the second he got his purple lightsaber, that's the only thing Sam Jackson wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah, he got it though. He got his yeah. purple lightsaber, and now we have purple lightsabers. Yeah, so I we. Say, I will say. Uh, sorry. I, no, I, go ahead. I was going to say I was going to move on to episode three. Do Please um, do. Yeah, so I, I would say episode three is is probably the best um, of the prequel series. Um, it mm. definitely has a few lulls in it. Um, but, man, there there's just something that I enjoy about all the exposition, exposition that you get in that movie. Like, it just... <laughs> It explains so much in there that I actually didn't mind it. Uh, you know? I think that's why I was so bored. <laughs> I can understand that, but if yeah, 
which is totally... why I need to rewatch it as an adult with the ability to sit through that kind of stuff. Yeah, because like I remember when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, the scene between Palpatine and uh, Anakin at the opera. I was like, oh, this is so boring. Yeah, yeah. But now I watch it and I'm like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a good scene. Like, it actually explains quite a bit. Um, right, right. Other than that, you know, Grievous was an awesome villain that completely crapped the bed. Um, <laughs> just didn't Overhyped. Use it correctly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was the Darth Maul syndrome all over again. Yeah. Um, and then also the other issue is that they, they introduced, uh, you know, Darth Tyrannus or Count Dooku. And uh, you get him right at the end of the movie, in the second movie, and then they kill him right at the beginning of the third movie and you're like you guys wasted christopher lee what are you right? doing he's yeah. the embodiment of the clone wars it's like uh so bad but yeah. i mean i think that's what <clears throat> i didn't like about these series like there's no solid like uh darth, like there was no darth vader i guess is really what it was like there was just like a bunch of different guys yeah, there's no overarching villain right no, I, no except for palpatine i guess i i, I disagree okay I disagree. Darth Vader is in the last. Darth Vader is in the last hour of the movie. Right, but, but what I, I mean is overall, there's, there's no there's, there's no, no against the, the like, three movies. Like there nobody wasn't feel, nobody feels as menacing as Darth Vader felt because they all keep dying. Oh, like yeah. the, like oh I'm of, gonna I'm gonna disagree with you 100 percent on that. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go on and say uh, that the Emperor is. Yeah, Palpatine's but, obviously the the he's the puppet master and puppet he is master. the he's the true villain of Star Wars as a yes. whole. Oh, uh, which uh, I think the lack of Darth Vader suit and all whatever I I I don't it doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. because the emperor is the uh is the you know physical manifestation manifestation yeah. of pure evil and yes. while He's he's sprinkled throughout episode one almost perfectly, especially yeah. with uh his, with the Palpatine, uh, you know uh his you know his public face around. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Sidious is in it for like one minute in Attack of the Clones, but oh man, like like you were saying, Lee, the scene with uh at the opera is it's a really good scene as you get older and you get yeah. to see it. Well, yeah. but, Holy would you smokes, say the emperor, emperor right. Would you say he is the Phantom Menace? Well, he is the Phantom Menace. <laughs> I thought he was. I was, yeah. <laughs> I, I was I, all right, you know what? <laughs> Sarcasm, you guys. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I think the uh, I think the emperor is so good in these move in the prequels. He's a good in all of them. Uh, but yeah. uh, the emperor is like especially when it's finally revealed who he is in the movie uh in episode three mm-hmm. it's it, it, it's words can't really describe just how chilling he is and the just like his presence is just felt in every scene he is in even when he's playing the the face as as the chancellor yeah and then and then when he changes, he's just the most terrifying person. So I, I kind of, because the thing is, you know, I understand what you mean by lack of Darth Vader or whatnot, mm-hmm. but 
I I think that works in the movie's favor because Darth Vader isn't the villain in yeah. episode three. Anakin Anakin's the tragedy of that whole thing. Like you get to see one through three is the rise and fall of Anakin and the yeah. the creation of Darth Vader. And well, it's it's kind of just weird to think so, just because but then, you know, because Vader is not the villain, the Emperor is. Yes. You know, you are I mean, that's the hardest thing about these movies the, the episode three is when Yoda is fighting the Emperor, you're rooting for Yoda. Mm-hmm. When Anakin and Obi-Wan are fighting, I don't know what you're rooting for, but I'm not saying that's a negative. Mm-hmm. And because, like, yeah, even though by then he's already killed children and things like that, he's betrayed <laughs> everything he was raised oh, on. Oh, man. I remember being so confused. Him. What? <laughs> I remember being so confused, like, when he killed children. I'm just like, wait, what? Like, what did they just do in this movie? Like, uh, I yeah, just, they didn't hold back. <laughs> I just, like, I couldn't, ex- like, after that point in the movie, I was just kind of like, I don't know about this anymore. <laughs> like, they just went in a weird direction. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah killed kids and i think like that's my problem with like that the the original trilogy and probably like just why like i just i had a hard time focusing on it because i don't think i understood like the emperor being the villain maybe and like i like they just they kept showing you like all of his puppets and they like they were never like i just and i never really focused on the emperor as the puppet master i guess well, he's the he's the origin of everything. Like I, I yeah. do recommend you go back and watch the prequels since you haven't seen them. Right. So and this and this yeah. conversation is convincing me of that, and I I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, yeah. Especially now, knowing everything that the emperor does later on, yeah. you go back. Every it's a chess game that mm-hmm, only mm-hmm. he is playing. <laughs> I mean, he is. Yeah. He's he's and everyone else is moving pieces. They just don't realize it. Yeah, yeah. that well, that he's and, playing yeah, against himself. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing against himself, but he's making sure everything mm. aligns you know, uh, in the right way. I yep. mean, uh, the thing is, is he builds the Separatist droid army. He 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 knows they're going to lose because he's yeah. he's he's playing both car, both sides, but he's manufactured yeah. everything just so that he or you know the Sith are going to take over everything. And right. when you see how everything has to happen for a specific reason and he still has backup plans when they don't go that way because Darth Maul dying obviously wasn't part of the plan uh, mm-hmm. but it did open up his eyes to discover an, a young boy who is also powerful yeah. and then you know he takes the corruption that is in Star Wars with the Senate and stuff like that and he yeah. manipulates another Jedi who is already disenfranchised I mean, to be fair, you go back and you can watch the prequels. I know Lee knows them way more than you do, Dexter. But Lee, mm-hmm. you look at those movies. Boy, Dooku really wasn't doing anything wrong. No, <laughs> no, he's not. He's but then really they flush that out in the Clone Wars, and you're like, all right, he's actually a pretty evil son of a son of a. He's bee. Pretty, yeah, yeah. They the expanded uh, media later on really revealed how bad he is. But just in the movies alone, Dooku does flat out just tell Obi Wan everybody's really corrupt and you need to, you need to start thinking outside the box with this. Mm. Then of course you find out he's a Sith Lord and you're like, Oh, well shit. All right. (laughs) Red. We know where this is going. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. The prequels as a whole. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of muck in there. 
Mm-hmm. But I think, okay, I guess uh, what I'll say is uh, the prequels, and this is a bad analogy and I apologize, it's kind of like a fish tank that's really murky, but you can still see through it. Hmm. It's, it's, uh, I, I think, uh, I think 20 years now and uh, the new movies that came out, I mean, even without the new movies, I think the prequels are very much looked at in a higher regard than they were, say, 10 years ago. Yeah. Those movies were hated a very long time. Yeah. And even uh, Kevin Smith giving them a praise, giving episode three a praise didn't even save them. Yep. Yep. It's <sighs> amazing. What? Kevin Smith's review for episode three back in 2005 is one of the most amazing things to read mm. where he goes into very long tangents about how he was bawling in the movie theater. He was moved so much by that. Wow. Yeah. And Dexter sat there and slept. You son of a I, I don't, I, I don't know. I might've fallen asleep. <laughs> oh man, I couldn't fall asleep. The scene where <clears throat> the office scene's really good. Uh, Anakin's transition to uh, Darth Vader is really good. One of the best scenes mm. that you can watch. I recommend even going on YouTube and seeing it. It's when Mace Windu and them are going to arrest the Chancellor, and they yeah. tell Anakin to stay at the Jedi Temple, and it's just him sitting in the council room, and he's staring at the sunset, and Padme is also staring across the planet at, at the sunset, and he he's just got tears going down his eyes. And people claim it's it, it is and it's like Palpatine's narration, but it's actually Palpatine, I think, telepathically manipulating him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is I him tears coming down his eye because he just he he's so conflicted. He wants to save the person he loves, but he also wants to be committed to the Jedi. And it's it, it, you can see that Hayden Christensen is really, really trying to give the best performance. And I will say, I think he did give a good performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Future Dark gets to be. Yeah. That dialogue's terrible in episode three, though. Dialogue is fucking trash. Yeah, some pretty bad dialogue. So, no, uh, no, you bad. So, uh,. Are we ready to move on to the Disney trilogy? The Disney trilogy in October 30th, 2012, George Lucas signed over Lucasfilm, which included Star Wars, uh, Indiana Jones, his Hmm. first movie, uh, American Graffiti, uh, Willow, and other small things that he did. And he signed them over to Disney for over $4 billion. billion. Holy buckets. Mm. Half cash, half stock, and within six months, Disney announced that they are going to move forward and do episode six, seven, uh, or no, seven, eight, and nine, mm-hmm. as well as expanded universe movies. Uh, they were going to get their money's worth out of that purchase. Yeah. Which and the, have yeah. they? No. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, they uh, have. They, yeah, they have. I was thinking okay. about this the other day. They have. They've they've made enough now. I mean, yeah, I would say they did. The movies uh, have ha- had to have made at least four billion. Well, I'm also thinking of merchandise and everything else. Uh, but yeah, yeah, they made their money back. And okay, the first person they went to to make episode seven 
on a creative standpoint, was George Lucas. Mm. Lucas handed them an outline for the movies, mm-hmm. and Disney said, no, thank you. That's weird. And so George Lucas distanced himself. Disney distanced themselves from him. And episode seven was announced and planned for a 2015 release. J.J. Abrams was brought on board to write with Lawrence Kasdan, the writer of Empire Strikes Back. Mm. And on, I think it was December 7th, I'm I'm really trying to, I don't have this in front of me, Mm. uh, but I'm really thinking off of memory right now. Uh, Let me check. Uh, Force Awakens was released on December 18th in the United States in Mm -hmm. 2015. It brought the return of Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, uh, Harrison Ford, Peter Mayhew, Anthony Daniels, and Kenny Baker to a capacity. Yeah, Yeah. and it made $2 billion in the U.S. alone, so... They probably made their money uh, back, but yeah. yeah. No, it says here two billion U.S. Oh, U.S. dollars. Sorry, worldwide. No, it, okay. says, it says that uh, uh, in 2018, uh, they uh, Lucasfilm had grossed 4.8 billion at the box office. So that was before, um, you know, the last movie and um, probably yeah. around the time. Was it was been Rogue One so this was after. This was after, uh, um, this would have been after Solo came out, I believe, because that was 2018. Mm-hmm. So when was uh, that? Oh yeah, yeah, it would have been yeah. So they made their money back. They made it all back, and you got to keep in mind. I mean, they got that Star Wars world or Star Wars land down oh, in yeah, Disney yeah. world now. That's probably just that's raking in cash. Well, it would be if you know there wasn't a pandemic. Yeah, um, that, uh, that was the start of it all. George Lucas was looking to open a theme park. And that's oh, what I got see. him to talk to Disney about stuff. And George Lucas brought it up that he was thinking about retiring and selling it. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, I will go on the record, and Matt's aware of this, but I am a fan of the Disney movies um, quite a bit. Um, so I don't think, uh, you know, Force Awakens obviously kind of eased everybody back into it, being more of a. Uh, I don't want to say it was a remake or a reboot, but it was it was an homage. It was, it was way too close. It was very similar. It's it a was, reboot. Uh, it's a hundred percent. It was enjoyable, but it like it's just it's um it's yeah just way too many similarities. Well, I mean they admit it. It's admittingly so. Uh, well, yeah. before we really dive into it, real quick, what was everyone's reaction to Disney announcing they were doing Episode Seven? I was excited. Super excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was pumped. I was uh, extremely hesitant. Yeah. I, I had no hesitancy. I, I think the problem was is at that point, we'd already gotten three more, st- four if you count the Clone Wars animated movie. Um, but we'd already gotten three more Star Wars, and it didn't ruin the original trilogy as much as, you know, crazy fanboys are going to say it ruined my childhood. It doesn't. I, I don't care what anybody says. Those movies still exist, and they're still just as good. I, so at that point, if I'm getting more content and it's characters and, you know, storylines, characters, and, and places I, I love in this series, I'm all for it. Um, yeah. What, what I wasn't ex- excited about was, like, all the side movies. Like, I, I was not convinced that we needed Solo. 
Um, and I wasn't convinced, like, when they said a Boba Fett movie was coming out, I was just like, yeah, I don't think that's going to be good. Uh, but then Mandalorian came out, and it was great. <laughs> well, I was extremely hesitant. Yeah. Because when you look at what George Lucas did with 1 through 6, it was the life and death and redemption mm-hmm. of Anakin Skywalker. Right. And episodes and Return of the Jedi ends so well that it was a happy ending right. that, that I very much felt and still feel that it was not necessary on a narrative standpoint because the character that uh, the main character of the story, the person that all six movies were about technically had died and he'd redeemed himself and fulfilled what he was supposed to do. So, yeah. and considering how return of the Jedi ended, uh, I just did not feel it was necessary. I didn't want uh, to see where it was going to go because for me it had ended. And when the when the casting started coming out, I did follow quite a bit to see where it was going. You know, J.J. Abrams was brought in. J.J. Abrams already had quite a lot of success with rebooting Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek came out Mm -hmm. in 2009 and I liked it. Mm -hmm. And then the sequel came out and it is a movie that I very much hate. And. So I was pretty hesitant on that because I'd seen a couple of J.J. Abrams movies. I I still have never seen Super 8, and I've been told don't bother. I like uh, Super 8. Oh, I, li- I very it's much enjoyed Super 8. It's a little slow, but it's good. Yeah, I mean, I it's not like people have told me they hate it. They've just told me you don't need to watch it. Yeah. And uh, so I, I saw the first trailer back in the day after Thanksgiving in 2014. I think you, Lee, even called me and told me it came out, so I watched it. While I was at work, I was between stores, and I I got to watch it, and I hated every single (laughs) second of that trailer because it was everything I didn't want to see in a Star Wars Episode Seven, A Star Wars movie that I didn't want already want showed me everything I didn't want to see. I didn't want to see Stormtroopers. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to see a red lightsaber. Uh... Uh, seeing the Millennium Falcon was cool, but yeah, it, it really showed me everything that I was dreading. And this is personal dread. This isn't like I'm saying that I'm right. I'm never going to say I'm right with how I felt about seeing that. It just showed me everything that I... And I think after I saw it, my reaction was, so everything that Jedi did was for nothing. Would you have preferred that it was just like if they made them and it wasn't about anything related to the other trilogies if they wanted to go a completely new story i would have been yeah. more on board with it and i know people were like they could have done the use on vong no they couldn't because people still would have hated it because they would have been ignoring stuff that certain people would have loved they would have they could have done jason and jenna solo no they couldn't they were never going to do any of that stuff yeah they were never going to do marriage aid like disney went out of their way once they bought it and yeah. before force awakens came out they came out and said all the expanded fiction in books, comics, games, all that stuff didn't matter. The only thing that mattered what came out in theaters and what was coming out on television, uh, like the Clone Wars at the time yeah. and Rebels. And so it just, I sunk so low in my seat when I watched that trailer because it just kind of felt like, yeah, I, I still feel this way. 
everything that everyone worked so hard to do was for nothing. The Empire wasn't really defeated. You know, the dark side came back. It just... And I love Star Wars. I, I love Star Wars. And it gave me just... It, it made me sad. Yeah. It really made me sad to see... You know, but the, there, was, there was... People wanted to see, um, you know... They wanted to see Luke. They wanted to see. They wanted to see Han, and Leia, um, and they they just wanted to see these. They wanted to spend another few movies with these these characters that they loved, and and I get that, and that's what it was. It was uh, Episode Seven was was a pure nostalgia trip. Um, it was. I mean, they, you could have still made a movie about those characters and just had it not against stormtroopers and. I think I think what they were trying to do though they were they were playing it safe, um, yeah. because the the prequels had veered so far off from what the original trilogy was. I think they were like, ah, we gotta we kind of gotta bring it back, and and I don't it, think they did. I don't think they needed to. I really don't yeah. think they needed to. I, I really agree. think that you know I've told you <clears throat> a million times before. I think Star Wars for almost thirty years held up on its own so well. And you know just as well as I do that we ended up getting those assholes that said, finally, the first Star Wars movie in 30 years, in 20 years. See, and, and that stuff like, is garbage. I, yeah, that's you know, 100% garbage. Were great. I, or, you know, they're fun. And then you get to these movies, and I I, I had fun with all these movies. Um, you, you had an overarching uh, story of with two characters, uh, Ray and Kylo. Mm-hmm. Um well there's certainly a patchwork of a story there yeah i mean there's obviously there's holes in it and i'm not gonna sit there and say there aren't um but i just i I think that's what they were trying to do was kind of give you back that feeling of luke versus vader which was missing from the prequels and that's and that's what this this trilogy was all about was was taking you back to that that feeling you had as a kid or you know when you were younger and you saw these movies um i i had fun with it and i i, I like the uh, you know there's some there's some pretty good comedic elements especially in the force awakens i think there's there's a lot more comedic stuff in the force awakens with uh yeah um the characters of of finn and the character of uh oh my gosh i forgot his name poe dameron Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Dameron. And I liked it. And the interactions with Han Solo, it was so great to see him in the Millennium Falcon just talking smack with Chewie. So great. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's interesting. I mean, I know Lucas is very, has been kind of negative about uh, Force Awakens. I mean, Disney came out and said George Lucas loved it. And then George Lucas came out and said, no, I didn't. And uh, like George Lucas very much fully said they told him they when they gave him his story, by the way, Lucas's version is out there and it's terrible. And uh, he very much said that when they when he showed it to him, they said, we want to do something more close to the original. We want to make a retro film. And he said, no, why would you want to do that? You know, every single one of these movies is different. Why do you want to go back and copy one of the other ones? And he fully says, well, they wanted to play it safe. I don't agree with it whatsoever. And mm-hmm. um, so, 
yeah. I mean, it came out. I I didn't see it when it came out. I don't think I saw it for like six months. I did wow. not go see it in theaters. I didn't even buy it when it came out. I think I bought it like a month after it came out. And I actually got to watch it. And yeah, I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't find any of the characters likable, really. I mean, I, I enjoyed Ray. I liked... I, I found Ray fine. She is Luke. She's Luke in the in A New Hope. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the point of Kylo Ren is to be a, a Darth Vader fanboy. He is. That's what he is. That's not even an insult. He is. Uh, he wants mm-hmm. to be Darth Vader. He says it in the movie. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, so, yeah, it came. It came. I, it's been five, almost five years. I still don't like the movie. It's. I don't think it's unwatchable. It's not like the worst movie I've ever seen. It's not even remotely. It is a well look. It is a good looking movie. It's a well made movie. I won't deny there's love in it. There is. Yeah. There's passion put in that movie. Uh, J.J. Abrams, um, yeah, wanted to please the fans. He wanted to. Um, you know, to a point. Uh, I think he wanted to please the fans too much. Like some it was of the, a love letter. I mean, that's what it was. It was yeah, a love it's letter got... to Star Wars and, um. I mean that's that's what you can call it. Yeah, it's so, very yeah. fan wanky. It's all it's fans. It's very much a fan service movie, which you know people say it was necessary. I don't think so, but no. I respect people's opinion. Yeah. Like, what did you think, Dexter? You haven't even said. Uh no, I I mean it was it's an enjoyable film, and I remember I watched it. I I believe I went to the theaters. I enjoyed it. I uh, it was fun to see everything again. I don't think I was all that excited about Han Solo. Um, it very much felt like a phoned-in acting job. Um, but it was fun to see Chewie again. I, I enjoyed all the new characters, for sure. Um, but I think it made me hope that the next movie was going to be better. Um, and that's about it, I guess. Moving on to the next movie, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, written and directed by Ryan Johnson, who I think only had two movies under him, but he left such an impact with uh, Disney and Kathleen Kennedy that they gave him pretty much full control to make a Star Wars movie. And yes, you can tell that movie is one man's vision. Yeah, and that one it just it was okay. It just felt like he took the script of the first one and and intentionally worked against it. Well, um, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Ryan Johnson asked for an outline of these movies and he was told yes. they didn't have one. So he was right. told to do whatever. And, no, and, and knowing that that helps. Yeah, but like I think like the setting up of like Ray, you know like who are Ray's parents and then just outright oh they're nobodies and then um and I think killing off uh spoiler alerts I guess uh can't even think of his name now Snoke yeah it's just like, like the whole thing like who is Snoke he's like yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> like I don't know but Snoke was the one uh kind of criticism i kind of have with the movie is that they just didn't want to reveal they just didn't reveal who he was but i know ryan johnson defended that um people thought he was darth plagueis palpatine's master who was uh, alluded to in the clone in the prequels and ryan johnson's come out and said what did you expect snoke to tell ray my name is darth plagueis she wouldn't know who that was and i'm not making a movie to talk to the fans that's a good point and, and, and in all honesty, too, in the next movie, he, he did end up to be a nobody character. So, 
we don't yeah. know what it was. Yeah. I, I think the thing that pisses people off about this movie so much um, is, and, and I'm not one of them, I, I actually enjoy the movie quite a bit. You have the people who saw Force Awakens and they're like, my God, they just they just made it, you know, Star Wars all over again. They made a Star Wars movie. Yeah, they made set the 77 Star Wars all over again. And they're like, here's these characters that have been introduced. Here's my theories. And then Ryan Johnson comes in and he goes, they complained about everything that was the same. Yeah. So he, he went and he made stuff different. Yeah, um, and then fans were pissed. <laughs> well, they're I like, mean, well, this is completely different. And Luke Skywalker wouldn't do that. Of course, Luke Skywalker would do that. If you have a fleeting freaking moment of, oh my God, <clears throat> you can't sit there and tell me that you guys haven't had a fleeting moment where you've thought something that you totally shouldn't think. You know what I mean? Yeah. And All that's right, exactly well, what that was. In, well, in it's that not movie. even only that. Uh, Luke went into isolation after feeling he failed his apprentice. Mm-hmm. What the hell did Yoda and Obi Wan do? Yeah. Luke Skywalker yeah. wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's, that's what Jedi do. <laughs> that's, that's, literally <laughs> that's what they do to a point where it's kind of, I mean, if you want to, you can look at it as a criticism that he just went and did the same thing Obi-Wan and Yoda did. Yeah. And, I didn't have any issue with that. That made sense in all honesty. Oh, that's okay. Mark Hamill had issue with it. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was. I think the most irritating part about these movies is how vocal the creators of these movies have been about them. Social media has killed. I mean, even during the the um, the prequels, we didn't have social media to the extent we we do now. Yeah, oh, so, we didn't have social media in general. MySpace still hadn't been launched, but uh, until uh, epi- until after like episode three came out. So yeah, I mean, you look at it that way. It's like chat rooms and threads. Yeah, uh, message boards. That was the social yeah. media back yeah. then. Social media had nothing. I mean, and then you have this movie, and the movie comes out, and it's completely spoiled the next day, and everybody's bitching and moaning about everything and then everybody's bringing up social justice warriors which by the way is garbage um oh yeah i there's you know anybody who sits there and throws any kind of discussion about you know disney just wanted to put women in it and they wanted to put uh, the agenda or whatever i don't i don't give a crap you watch those movies and the agenda is so thinly veiled that it doesn't hold a candle to their argument but, no, it, uh, it it doesn't. It doesn't. So I, uh, if if there is an agenda, um, right. which I don't believe there is, but that's well, uh, I saw episodes. Uh, I saw Last Jedi when it came out. I think I saw it. I think I saw it three times, and that was three times too many. Uh, not in the sense that I disliked it, but the movie's almost three hours long. Yeah, and it's a long. I one. had a. It's a long movie. Uh, that said. I absolutely loved Last Jedi. It yeah, it yeah. yeah it's okay. it's it's unique. It's fun. Uh, I think the characterization. I think the uh, the um. I think Ryan Johnson took the characters that J.J. Abrams and Kasdan created, mm-hmm. and he did stuff with them. Um, Luke. Yeah, like I said, Luke went into exile. Luke considered himself a failure. Yeah. Uh, I liked that. People think it's, I mean, one of the biggest things uh, social media really did, and like videos in general, people were so insulted when he chucked that lightsaber over his shoulder. Even Mark Hamill was upset over it. Yeah. I mean, it got chuckles in the audience. I remember that. But mm-hmm. even I was like, what? 
And you then know, Ryan Johnson's way of saying everything you expect is going to happen. It's not happening. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I mean, he did good things with uh, certain characters. I I think he did good with Ray. Uh, Ray's parents being nobody. Uh, fine. Anakin's parents were nobody. Well, it's well, I'm not going to say nobody because well, we find out some stuff in the prequels about and, Anakin's heritage. But Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's parents are nobody. Uh, quite and I think that's fine. Nobody. I think it's fine that her parents were a nobody. It's just that they were building it into something in the in the movie before. Well, I mean, did they like? It, it, she I don't think flash- they did. She the whole movie, like they're asking left. about it though. Well, she had flashbacks of her parents dumping her on a planet. On a planet. And yeah. It and it's just her going, "Who's my family? Who's my family?" And Kylo Ren going, "There are nobody. Drunks. They sold you for beer money, and it's like they're dead. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay." That's Whatever. Yeah. I mean, were, were we? I mean, uh, were we? Were we gonna plan on meeting them? Who? Who gives a shit? I mean, it, the story's about Ray, not her. I mean, it. Uh, it's hard to say her backstory Rude, doesn't man. matter Rude. when we, you know, more about her in the next movie. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good point. I think. I I, I don't think it was necessary to learn about her. I was in, I was accepting of her. Snoke, not so much. Uh, I think criticism-wise for this movie, the Finn story does nothing and goes nowhere, and Kylo Ren's betrayal, I think, could have been done better or more divulged. Yeah. He doesn't seem like he should hate his master with how devoted he was to him. It's not the Sith where the Sith are rule, the rule for the Sith is you must kill your master. They're not Sith. Like, they're just dark side wielders. Um, mm-hmm. He just kind of turns on Snoke. I mean, there is conflict with Rey in it, but they don't really set up too much of hatred for Snoke with Kylo Ren, other than I... Kylo Ren did ridicule him for a moment at the beginning. But he he left the Jedi. He betrayed his family. He's He murdered his family for this dude. And mm-hmm. so I think... Some of that could have been handled a little better. I should explain my dealings with the Finn thing. Finn's story going to the casino planet and stuff, mm-hmm. it did nothing. But that's kind of the problem with Finn in general is Finn is one character along with Poe Dameron that doesn't have an arc in these movies. Yeah. They tried to. Like they have him in the first movie, he's running. He's running until he says he's not gonna run anymore. Last Jedi opens with him trying to run. And so they kind of have to use the the casino story to get Benicio del Toro to give him an arc. But it's still one of those things where he's there because he was in Force Awakens, but mm-hmm. uh it is the it is the the Ray and Kylo Ren trilogy. Yeah. And so I mean, I I mean, I learned after episode uh, seven with Force Awakens that uh, Poe Dameron was supposed to die. He was supposed to have like five minute scene. That was it. He was going to die at the beginning of Force Awakens. But Oscar Isaacs was very adamant saying, can you not kill me? I've died in the last five movies I was Mm -hmm. in. And so they kept him in. And you can really tell that they didn't know what to do with him. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say that Poe Dameron does have a a big, uh, uh, a better, a bigger story in Last Jedi than Mm -hmm. Finn does. Because yeah. he kind of learns not to be a hothead. Right. Well, uh, Finn's story, I think it'd be better if there's a payoff in it. 
And there is a payoff, but they deleted it. It's in the bonus features of the Last Jedi uh, Blu-ray. Hmm. Yeah, they cut some stuff out with him that was better, but yeah. pacing-wise, they had to take it out, which I don't agree with. But uh, And then we got Rose. Rose yeah. is a good character. She was, yeah, I liked her. I like Rose. Um, mm-hmm. Not a lot of people did. There's another character I want to talk about, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to wait until the third movie to talk about her. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I think Force Awakens is a good movie. I yeah. think the people who hate it, they have a right to hate it. I guess I don't agree with how they hate it because they just <laughs> they wanted Empire. They wanted yeah. Empire because we got a new hope in Force Awakens. They wanted Empire, and so yeah. they didn't get it. To a point where someone tried starting a crowdfunding to remake uh. it. Yeah, sorry, people are dumb. I'm wondering how that went down after Rise of Skywalker, but for the most part, I think Last Jedi is a really good movie, and it's got a really good Luke story. Yeah, and uh, I just kind of like Googled it because I wanted to see some or I don't know whatever information about it, but like I'm seeing the imagery and like all the posters and stuff, I I I kind of forgot. Like, just how much better designed this movie feels than any of the other two, I guess, in this last trilogy. Oh, yeah. Because, like, all the posters are just, like, stark red and white. And, like, yeah. and then, like, that battle on wherever they ended up, uh, where, like, the whole planet is just, like, white and salty looking. But then, Great like... Type. Yeah. And then as soon as, like, those ships show up and they start, like, digging into the dirt, like, by flying too close to it, yeah, and, like, the red so dust great. blows up, like, just visually, this was, like, a way better oh, movie. The, the, the uh, Snoke's throne room? Yeah. Best, oh, that, uh, lightsaber just, battle? That is just one of the best, like, the best in the series. That's the great. Don't watch it in slow motion, though. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> Don't watch it in slow motion. Don't but, watch the background characters. They're it's bad. They're doing flips when they're not even near somebody. It's pretty rough. Um, but like, I'm not <laughs> just visually, it's a way better movie like, than the other two. Like you can tell, like you can tell it's a different director completely. Oh yeah, that was kind of yeah. the problem too. Is that like I said, Ryan Johnson asked for an outline of where to go to yeah. stuff, and people thought it was such an insult to J.J. Abrams that he negated so many things. J.J. Abrams was a producer on this. He was an executive producer. He watches. Yeah. He, he was overseeing it just as much as everyone else was, and he watched it before it came out. And J.J. Abrams fully said, "This is a fun, good movie." That's yeah. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, and I it's mean, too bad that he reneged on that and like ripped on it so much. Well, you know, I think the best. I think the mo- I think the best person out of that whole thing was Ryan Johnson. Literally, the bonus features for this movie are great. It's just Ryan Johnson being a ten-year-old on set. He's so <laughs> giddy. He's jumping up and down. He's having so much fun. That's and uh, I mean, some love went into it. They, uh, they. I mean, hey, this is a movie. We Yoda came back. Yeah. And he was a puppet. Yeah. yeah. And he looked great. And he had Frank Oz's hand up his ass. Yeah. This is true. Nice. This is true. They use the same model cast for Yoda mm. in Empire Strikes Back, and they found the woman who made Yoda's eyes 40 years ago and brought her back. She was still alive. They mm. asked her uh, um, if she wanted to come on board and help out with making sure Yoda looked good. Yoda still looks a little different, mm-hmm. but uh, he looked really good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
Oh, people, I've seen people criticize that. Why is Yoda, like, kicking his little feet and giddy and stuff like that? Because that's, that's how, how Yoda was an empire. Well, that's, that's how, how he Yoda was an is, empire yeah. before he was revealed to be Yoda. Yeah. And then he was super stark serious. But, you know well, what? He was serious because he was training somebody. Like, you could tell he was still a fun guy. Oh, God, know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you know he just used to troll Luke on that island. <laughs> You know Luke was, like, trying to be all private and stuff like that, and Yoda would just walk through walls and bother him. Yeah. I think think Last Jedi is really good. It has become... It's a diverse movie. Uh, It was praised by critics. uh, 50-50 with fans. Uh, It kind of superseded the sequels in being a very heavy discussion piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. And then you move into episode nine, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Which, you know, they really missed the mark on that, naming it. It was totally, it should have been called uh, Force Ghost Coast to Coast. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. <laughs> oh. So Rise of Skywalker happened. The original writer-director dropped out because he didn't agree with uh, decisions. Who was that? Uh oh, Colin Trevorrow, who did Jurassic World. Okay. Uh, so they brought they brought in uh, they brought in J.J. Abrams. Originally, he was brought in, I believe, as a writer, and oh. then a couple days later, they announced he was the director. <laughs> and so the movie was written by J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrario, who wrote Terrio. Justice League and mm-hmm. Batman v Superman. Yep. That was a good decision. I sunk down when I saw the trailer for Force Awakens. I was I was in the ground when that was announced. Yeah. That that was not a movie I was excited for, for sure. Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. I was not I, I once and I told Lee this and I even told you this. Once that announcement was made with Abrams being heavily attached, yeah. I mean you guys even agreed with it. My reaction was this is gonna be an apology for Last yeah. Jedi. Yeah. And I mean it is. It is. It's an apology for Last Jedi. I saw it opening day. Mm-hmm. I was surprised you went. I took a couple of personal days. I had some vacation time to burn. And so uh, Lee gave me a few days off because it was close to the end of the year. So I went and saw Rise of Skywalker at 10 a.m. Uh, theater was it was decent. It wasn't packed because it was 10 a.m. But that's yeah. when I prefer to watch movies as matinees because uh, right. I don't like movie theaters. I saw it, and, oh, boy, I remember calling Lee right afterward, and my reaction was, I really don't like this movie, but, boy, there's some good, good scenes in this movie. There are some really, really good scenes where I even got choked up and teary-eyed in a scene or two. Uh, The movie is so poorly structured if people have compared it to a video game i don't think they're wrong with that but yeah that's a good point um this movie is uh well critical consensus and audience consensus is very diverse critics didn't like it very much fans were just as critical uh fans loved it they thought it was a Tour de Force, Return to J.J. Abrams, making a Star Wars. Other people looked and said, this movie doesn't make an ounce of sense. There's plenty that doesn't make sense in this movie, but I am still... This movie came out about three weeks ago to video. I still haven't bought it. 
I still haven't watched it. I wanted to. I was going to buy it and watch it this week for this podcast. I didn't, just because I didn't make time. But yeah. I remembered enough. Um, this movie came out, and... Oh, yeah, there's good stuff, but there's also some really bad stuff in this movie where I kind of was just, like, going, what the hell is this? I think uh, it just felt like too much. It is. Like, it's way too much. Like, like it's, like, just so much is going on that, like, nothing is going on almost because it's just like back. like it's just like everything with palpatine it's just like how did he what like why that, are there so many spaceships like where are they coming from who's manning was, I, them i i i never def, i never mind in the movie palpatine returns he's revealed to be the true phantom menace he's been orchestrating everything yeah. and uh he's yeah he's been orchestrating everything for the past 70 years and mm. Uh, and so he's returned. He made his announcement that he's coming back and he's going to take over the galaxy again. He has an army of he has an did, uh, he has an army. He has a where fleet. Did he get this army? army. <laughs> yeah, and, he's well, been in hiding. Yet he has an army. Like, yep, he has especially an army. how massive this army is. Like, it's huge. You're not you're not in hiding. Yeah. Oh uh, well, they were hiding under the thing. under the ice. Yeah. And all these people were in hiding with him. It was also in a region of space that obviously just looks like normal space, but you have to enter like a, a nebula to get there. And yeah. the Emperor yeah. comes back. He's going to take over. He's calling it the Final Order, which is going to finally destroy the light side, I think. And it's Rey finishing her Jedi training. Uh, they have to... F the movie is all about finding Palpatine and destroying him. And... Uh, it's, it's a movie. <laughs> I, Best way to not surprisingly, it. I, I enjoyed the movie. I uh, <laughs> loved it. You loved it. I do love it. Um, it's, it's a lot of good parts, though. That's, there's great stuff. <clears throat> don't, don't it's good, it's good. It's, it's very, it's very off the mark on some points, but yeah. there are moments in that movie that you were... Uh, you were waiting to see in a Star Wars movie. Um, and I, I mean, are you referring to Palpatine shooting Force Lightning? Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Come on. <laughs> I would say my biggest problem is that I love that they brought Palpatine back. I don't like that they didn't really explain it. They're just like, he's back. It's whatever. Oh, that was <laughs> that a whole huge movie. Club. Just didn't have enough explanation. Um, the, the novel revealed it, but here's the thing: the novel came out four months after the movie did. So, boy, yeah. it's really hard to. I I don't think they planned it. I really don't. I mean, they. I mean, the backstory behind the movie is kind of more interesting than the movie itself because it's just everyone pointing the fingers at each other and everybody blatantly lying about it. It it was a rushed job. Well, I don't even know. I don't think it was rushed. J.J. Abrams came on. He hired the writer six months after Last Jedi to come on. Uh, they filmed it, they finished it, and then they had to go back and refilm 30% of it wow. eight, we eight to 12 weeks before the movie came out. They, uh, it was reported that they had six different endings, which after seeing the movie, I don't know what the, I don't know what those endings could have been. Mm. Uh, but they, they, I, I have heard some deleted stuff. I wish they would have, I want to, I really want to see some of the deleted scenes, but they don't exist yeah. for people to see. Uh, mm. Movie came out, 
super di- it was super diverse in the sense of how to feel about it. Yeah. Uh, the last ten minutes are some of the best in Star Wars. Yeah, I, I would yeah. say that. I, I think the last bit of the movie is really great. Um, I think the, um, I mean, the final battle, you know, people are going to sit there and complain about it. Um, or the final space battle, I should say. Right. Um, it's kind of rough in the sense that you really didn't know what the hell was going on. Right. I will say, though, when you see the freaking Millennium Falcon charge in with all these ships from around the galaxy. Oh, you mean when Lando said on your left yeah. to Poe? Yes. So great. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is this is everything you wanted to see, which was the galaxy standing up to the Empire, not just, you know, a not tiny rebellion yeah. that had been almost decimated in the last movie. I just wish um, they'd spent more time with that. Like, they brought in so time many, does like... does not exist in this movie. And that's the problem. <laughs> time, so, yeah. Yeah, time does not exist in this movie. The fact that this takes place a year after Last Jedi and the remnants of the Resistance are holding on by a thread because nobody in the galaxy will support them. And then Lando yeah. says, I'll go get some help. And then he shows up with the galaxy. It was... Yeah, it, it was nice though, not to supposed some to of think. those. It was nice to see some of the like Easter eggs in those ships, you know, like oh, yeah. Dash Rendar's from Shadows of Empire, and the Ghost from Rebels was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, was the Seacrest in that? I'm not sure. I thought someone said that. I'm sure at some point. Been... I'm sure at some point Ryan Seacrest was in that. In that no, movie. well, no, the Seacrest <laughs> isn't that the name of uh, the Mandalorian ship? Oh. Oh, the laser crest, or thinker. Oh, I don't know. I guess that's what I was referring to. Uh, I thought, or the or the meant... scene where she's like becoming one with the force, and they got all of those actors and yes. voice actors from the cartoon to come in and reprise yeah. characters. I mean, that was great. They got like, that was actually like a, a goosebump moment. Yeah, they got they got Jedi that didn't even have lines in the prequels in there. They got so uh, when Rey is about to die, she reaches out because she's been trying throughout the movie she's been trying to reach into the force yeah to reach out yeah yeah uh they brought er like you hear the voices of 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 mace windu uh uh both obi-wan kenobis which i still don't understand Uh, (laughs) yoda ahsoka tano um uh, anakin skywalker has a voice in it luke has a Mm -hmm. voice in it uh leia has a voice and then there's like mace windu uh, yeah, Mace Windu, and then there's like three other Jedi from the prequels who didn't have voices that are that show up. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. has Freddie a voice Prince in Jr., it. Yeah, uh, I think the only person that wasn't in it was Ezra from Rebels, the main character. Which they're still, you know, uh, that that may have been intentional, but the the weirdest thing in the movie is, okay, I say to Obi Wan Kenobi's because they isolated a line from Alec Guinness. Is that yeah? Um, in uh, a new hope and they took a word that he says but they changed it they modified it so he says ray and Mm. it's in force awakens it's in this but they also have ian mcgregor come back and play young obi-wan and he says the oh in in force awakens obi-wan kenobi says these are your first steps 
I think in Lies of Skywalker, he says, these are your last steps. Mm. And it's so weird that they did both. I still don't understand it. But yeah, she, all the Jedi kind of come together and she gets enough strength to defeat Palpatine. And I, I still really wish we would have gotten Hayden Christensen in one of these movies, but that's personal preference. As a force goes. Yes. Yeah. I really wanted yeah. that. I still wanted that. I wanted a giant little figure <laughs> to the fandom who hates him. Um, <laughs> or, or, or at least his voice. Yeah. He did. He did show up. He goes, he did say something in Rise of Skywalker. He said, bring balance, Ray, as I once did. Okay. Well, he did, yeah. and then he slaughtered children. So well, no, no. Right. He brought balance in uh, in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, they, they got Hayden in for that. Uh, once again, another movie where the Emperor <clears throat> steals the, the scenes. <laughs> so good. Ian McDiarmid so is so great. Coolest. Yeah, Ian McDiarmid's the best actor in all these movies, and he's been in, well, including special edition versions. He's been in eight out of nine of them. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yep. So, um, it came. Goodness. Yep, it came. It went. People either love it or hate it. It's certainly kind of forgettable in a lot of ways. Well. We are yeah. running low on time, so let's just power through this last, which is kind of the expanded uh, media. We could probably just touch a couple of these. Um, we got Rogue One and we got Solo, these standalone movies. Rogue One takes place a few days before A New Hope. It's about stealing the Death Star plans. And we got Solo, which is uh, a prequel film for Solo set between episodes three and four of... Everything you ever knew about Solo, he learns in a span of a day. Yeah, and... that's ridiculous. Yep. What a decent movie. Uh, Rogue One, I love Solo. Rogue I don't. Great. I don't mind Solo. I find it forgettable. I find it. I find it a lot of fun. It's it... yeah, it's a fun movie. That's kind of it. Got a lot of weird backstory. Ron Howard had to come in after. Oh, the... yeah. And I think Donald Glover is amazing in it. I will. As yeah. Lando. I respectfully disagree on so many <laughs> levels, but I understand what you mean. I'm not a fan of Donald Glover, so yeah, I, I think he nailed it. I think he nailed imitating Billy D. Williams, and that was my problem. He just was trying to imitate Billy D. Williams instead of trying to bring his own flair to the role, which is kind of what the actor who played. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to pass up the table. Um, uh, kind of what the actor who played Solo did. I think, uh, yeah. which that's kind of the problem I have is that they really just were like, do Billy. And that's kind of my issue with him. I understand why people loved it. And then, you know, a year later, we got the actual Billy D, and he's certainly in that movie. But uh, we got, yeah, Solo. So, um, Solo we were, was fun, though. We were supposed to get it a bunch of It was a lot of fun. Yeah. We were supposed to get a bunch of standalone movies. Unfortunately, Solo wasn't a tank but it was a disappointment and so disney has stepped away from making these standalone movies i believe it grossed it grossed the least of any star wars movie and he was like 100 million not not gross i mean like it it profited the least of any star wars movie yeah yeah and you know what when you're a monopoly like disney i think a loss once in a while just kind of has to be acceptable but because it had the star wars brand on it it was even more visibly 
of a, a hindrance. I would, I would say that it wasn't just the the Last Jedi, uh, you know, the the hatred of that movie that killed it. I would say it's that fatigue. they just it was fatigue. They put it out too close. If they would have uh, put it out at Christmas yeah. time and spent another year between them, I think they would have been better off. Which is insane. I do agree with you, but I think it's insane that people got fatigue off of a Star Wars movie when we get three Marvel movies a year by the same studio. Good point. But they're <laughs> not all the same characters. They Well, to be fair, Han Solo had been dead for three years. Yeah, but it's Are still, you blaming Chewie? It's Chewie, man. It's all Chewie, bro. <laughs> well, we did get the Ewok movies 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Those movies are fun, and I will stand by them. I've not seen them. Also, They're watchable for Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. I mean, that's that's all you need. It's Wilford Brimley stomping around and telling a child to get the hell away from him. <laughs> that's basically it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those movie. We uh, there's another Star Wars movie coming out in 2022. Apparently, we don't know anything about it. I don't think uh, it's there are happen, doing... especially with what's going on now. We get uh, movies aren't filming, so yeah. Hmm. Uh. But yeah, uh, we've gotten right now we're kind of at a standstill with Star Wars on this end. We have gotten other media. We got the animated Clone Wars series, which was by Genndy Tartakovsky, uh, ten, five, three, five minute episodes, and then a second season, which was longer. Uh, recommend them; they're great. We got the uh, the real shining gem of prequel era, which was the Clone Wars, which lasted over ten years. It was canceled, but now it's come back for its final season to tie up some loose it ends. It started in 2008, so wow, which so... I remember being concerned about that show because I saw the movie in the theater, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> Post-episode three was difficult because Lucas was saying he wanted to make a Clone Wars cartoon, and he wanted to make a 100-episode live-action TV series on Fox, and it was going to happen no matter what, and it never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It went through development hell. It wasn't just Lucas talking out of his ass. They brought, they had so many writers attached to that. They had so many directors. They had so much going into it, and it just went through a very big development hell. Yeah. But we got, uh, we got that. We got the droids cartoon. I've never seen it. I haven't seen it's all it. on YouTube. Every oh. episode. So is Ewoks. The Ewoks cartoon. Um, you recommend it? It's, it's, uh, you know, it, it was considered canon at one point. It is not at all anymore. Yeah, uh, that's one thing. Only movies and TV series of the past, like, 12 years are considered canon right now. I would, I would say that, um, I would say it's a, it's a fun little harken back to the 80s where literally, you know, I think they made everything into a cartoon. John oh, Candy totally. had a cartoon, Ed Grimley. <laughs> Every R-rated film. Punky, Punky Brewster. Yeah, RoboCop. Uh, yeah. So, well, I'm going to skip this one real quick and go to the next one. The Holiday Special. <laughs> I've never seen it. I don't no. even know how to. Well, look up the Boba Fett cartoon, and that's kind of all you need to watch. I've seen that. Okay. Then um, you've seen the Holiday Special. I have the, I have the Holiday Special on DVD. Ooh. And I have watched it every year for the last four years I'm at Christmas time. Fuck. Um, I don't recommend it. Um, I will say my heart uh, broke a little the day that my, my youngest son said he wanted to watch a, a Star Wars movie with real people. 
and I gave him the option between, you know, I have every Star Wars movie, and um, so I held them all up, and he he chose the the holiday special. It's because of all the Wookies on the cover, wasn't it? No, he he liked the um, he liked he did he liked the Wookies. He liked their house. Um, uh, he he's got a thing for Lumpy. What can I say? Which one's Lumpy? Is that Grandpa? I think that's the dad. I think that's Chewie's dad. Yeah. Uh, Dex, that's weird, especially considering there's a whole segment where the Chewie's dad uh, sits down in a VR sex machine. Oh, man. Yeah, there was some weird stuff going on in that show. It is kind of fun um, to watch certain segments because they took deleted footage from A New Hope and redubbed them. Oh, uh, nice. They have so many... Everything about that. B. Arthur uh, as a... <laughs> B. Arthur's like a, a bartender. Oh man! In a cantina. He's um, making me want to watch this. Art Carney is hamming it up. Uh, it's what's like, his name? Yeah. The guy. The guy that's from uh, all those Mel Brooks movies. Oh um, yeah. God, I can't think of his name. Mel Brooks. It's no, not Mel- no. One of Mel Brooks is core like uh, actors that he liked. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Um, gosh, I can't think of his name. Harvey was it Harvey something? Yes. Harvey, yes. Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman. Um, yeah, he was he was in it and just oh. shooting up scenery like mad. Uh, and then you get like a musical number from Jeff, Jefferson Starship, <laughs> and you're like, what is happening? And <laughs> and then Princess Le- Leia sings a song, and you're just like, she's so high on cocaine. Oh my god! You get to the you actually get to the life day ceremony, and you're like, what? What am I witnessing right now? It's not even like a holiday. It's like a cult. It, yeah, it's kind of amazing. And Harrison Ford is in it, and he doesn't give a damn. Like, the set of the Millennium Falcon is so poorly made, and they're practically sitting on just, like, uh, swivel chairs. Yeah. Oh, man. And Mark Hamill's in it, and I believe it's post-motorcycle accident Mark Hamill, so he looks really fun, really weird. Mm. Um, It's... It's something. If you want to see it, you can find it easily. I think it's all on YouTube, but it's three hours long. Oh wow! Yeah, it's really it's, long. It's a long one. I. Uh, it, it's. Yeah. yeah. The animated sequence is pretty good. Um, and it is yeah. the first time you see Boba Fett ever, um, yep. which is crazy. Huh. Um, so I mean. I mean, Boba and Fett. Poorly. Did, Boba Fett showed up in the you uh, droids cartoon as well, I believe. Yeah. But, I, I very much remember Boba Fett is pretending to be uh, someone against the Empire and befriends Luke, and so they have an adventure. And by the end, like C three PO chimes in and said, "Boba Fett is actually Darth Vader's right hand man." And they turn around, and Boba Fett literally just jetpacks out of the Millennium Falcon and. <laughs> Like, they don't have <laughs> epic fight or anything like that. That's like, awesome. see ya. Yeah. And, well, speaking of Boba Fett, last year we got something pretty special. We got uh, a TV series show run by Jon Favreau uh, starring uh, pa- uh, Pedro Pascal uh, called The Mandalorian, set five years after Return of the Jedi, 27 years before The Force Awakens, all about a... On a not no named, but for the most part, no named bounty hunter dressed in Mandalorian armor like Boba Fett. And it is the adventures of him 
heavily inspired from Clint Eastwood movie, Clint Eastwood and Japanese samurai films. That's exactly what it feels like. Uh, yeah. It is, yeah, it's very much based on uh, Clint Eastwood's uh, Cowboy Trilogy. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, one of the best things to come out of Star Wars in over 30 years. Yeah, I, I would actually argue it is the best thing that has come out of Star I, Wars. I just want to be so bold. I just don't know why John Favreau doesn't get more movies and TV shows. Like, I feel like everything that guy touches is good. I haven't but, seen Lion King, but I heard that's pretty uh, good. Devices. Yeah, I haven't seen that either, I guess. Yeah, what about, what about Cowboys and Aliens, man? Come on. Hey, that was a good movie. I haven't seen it. You back away from that. That was great. So you were the one that saw it? I saw it. I loved it. Uh, but yeah, I, rent, I believe I rented it. <laughs> yeah, Mandalorian, uh, an eight-episode series on Disney+, Plus, about 35 to 45 minutes long, debating on episode. Wonderful cast. Pedro Pascal, who was uh, uh, an actor from Game of Thrones. He play, He's playing the upcoming main villain in the Wonder Woman movie. He's got quite a filmography, much I haven't seen. Uh, also, a supporting cast of Nick Nolte, Taika Waititi, um, oh, yeah. Rano, uh, Werner Herzog, Gina Carano. Oh, Which I guess goodness. I heard too that the reason why they have uh, the baby, baby Yoda essentially, uh, is a Muppet, I believe, or a puppet it's of both. some. It's both CGI. It's really and good. I, it's best CGI in the yeah. show. But I, I, I guess I heard that they were going to do full CGI, but uh, Werner Herzog like basically called them. Uh, oh, it's it's great. He called them out on it. Yeah. Well, what happened is, is they used both. They were using a puppet. What they were doing is they were going to do two sh- two uh, takes per time to use him. They were going to use one version with the puppet in. And then they were going to use another take with no puppet and decide whether or not they needed to use CGI for it. And Werner Herzog berated the director, which I think was Dave Fioni at the top for the episode, and uh, Pedro and um, uh, uh, John Favreau. And he's just like, "What are you doing? You are cowards! Focus on the puppet." Do not be afraid of it. He like yeah. repetitively called them cowards and stuff, and they didn't yeah. take it offensively. They took it funny, and they they well, revealed he's that. He's a movie creator. Like he makes uh, movies. Yeah. Like he knows what he's talking about. Well, Werner Herzog's pretty wonderful. He, I think he's a yeah. better documentarian than he is a uh, yeah. standard film, like standard films, like dramatic. Yeah. He's done both. He's got quite the filmography, but he's really wonderful in it. He's a great actor. He's, like, he's amazing in, in Mandalorian. He makes that character work very well. Yes. I mean, everything is really good. I don't. I know there was a couple episodes that were received, I wouldn't say poorly. I think the, the lowest score the show has is like a 75% on an episode. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great show. It's gritty. It's raw. Uh, the characters are all really well fleshed out. They really dive into uh post empire but they also don't ignore the clone wars there's flashbacks of the clone wars in it because the character came from the mandalorian era that was destroyed by the empire but was also heavily destroyed by the clone wars yeah and it's getting a second season it's it's uh getting a third season oh did they announce a third yep they've already started work on it from what i've read 
I know there were talks of a movie that Disney said if the if the show does successful, which fuck off, come on, we all know it was going to. Uh, <laughs> they look at maybe making a movie. I think it's necessary because the season is like seven hours long. So I don't well, think besides a that, yeah, on Disney Plus, um, you got the Obi Wan series that's going to be coming out with Ewan McGregor. Yeah, um, yes. And then you got the uh, Cassian Andor series, which will be following uh, hmm. Diego Luna's character from um, Rogue One, a prequel That's to been the Rogue One. For a long time now, hasn't it? Yeah, oh, that'll so, be good. So that, that is going to star him as well as um, his droid. Oh, oh nice. K2SO. Yeah, Alan Tudyk. K2SO. Alan Tudyk will be back to uh, to be in there. Yeah. So. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be great. Um, yeah, if anything, yeah. I hope we see a little bit more of of uh, Forrest Whitaker. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a weird yeah. character. It was a great character, but he, he was from the Clone Wars animated yeah. series. So it was good to see that they're finally bridging the gap from the, the animated to the live action. So, yeah, I mean, the first big one's going to be uh, the first. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, Forrest Wicker was the first one. Uh, his role in Rogue One suffered due to reshoots. They had to reshoot a lot of that mm-hmm. movie, and they had to reshoot all of his scenes because in the first trailer, he doesn't have hair. And in the movie, mm-hmm. he's got a weird afro. Uh, but yes, the next big adept, the next big character that's getting... um getting the live action treatment is going to be Ahsoka Tano, Anakin Skywalker. Oh yeah. She'll yep. be played by Rosario Dawson in season two of the Mandalorian. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm very interested. I mean, there's plenty of plot holes that unfortunately the Disney trilogy, uh, didn't, didn't finish with. So I think there's some chances that they might want to patch some stuff up. And if they want, and I'm, it sounds negative to say patching up or fix, but People have questions. Luke's lightsaber came, Anakin's lightsaber came back, and yeah. that thing was lost, and they never touched on that. I wouldn't be surprised if a character, Maz Kanata, came back. Maz Kanata? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the alien with butthole eyes. She comes back. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So. Yep, yep. that's exactly what they are. She, yeah. poops out, she poops out of her eyes. That's, <laughs> that is actually in one of these Star, Star Wars DK handbooks, I'm sure. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> but uh i i still firmly want to i still firmly think disney kind of ruined star wars in a way they turned it into a factory and we're just pissing it out but mandalorian is so good that i think the best thing they did now was focus on some uh alternative media from the movies playing yeah. it a li- i think this is the good way to quote unquote play it safe that they did with force awakens and yeah uh, you know, some good directors came out of it. They, I think they are grooming people for more movies. So, uh, but as a whole with Star Wars, it's it's getting close to 50 years old. And Pretty awesome. It's, I'm excited. It's had some hiccups, but for the most part, we are going. To, we there. We weren't. We weren't there for when it came out. None of us were. We were there for the 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. We were there for the 30th anniversary. No one gave a shit. And uh, we were there for the 40th anniversary. No one gave a shit. Uh, but 50th anniversary's got to have something. It's got to have the original mm-hmm. versions released, I think. That's got to be it. Maybe. 
No. I don't think it's necessary. I, I, I do. I'll say that. I think it's coming. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. We'll see. But Alrighty. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's Need other to wrap stuff. This up. Yeah. I mean, there's other things. There's comics. There's books. There's merchandise. Obviously, merchandise is one of the biggest things with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, um, the, they're they're not necessary. They're not part. They don't. Nothing's really divulged in those in the books or comics or games that matters yeah. in the movies or anything else. Oh, there's one thing. One thing real quick. I was going to bring up a bonus feature in the in episode one that I said was pretty bad, other than yeah. George Lucas uh, doing this. This is a quick story. Um, the first uh, screening, test screening with the, the Lucasfilm staff is on the bonus feature. <laughs> and the first cut, which it's not even the first cut, it's the movie, there's a video on the bonus features of them all watching it. Uh-huh. It's one of the most amazing things to ever find. You can find it on YouTube. It's them watching the movie. And at one point, Lucas leans over to Ben Burt, the the sound editor for uh, the original trilogy and the editor for the prequels. And it's Lucas leaning over and going, I think I overdid it in some spots. Uh, And then it cuts to Rick McCollum, who is no longer, who was like, kind of the president of Lucasfilm at the time. Uh, He was the producer for the prequels, and it just has him sitting in his chair, just sunk down, not saying a word, and you can just see in his eyes the mistake that they made. And afterward, they're all sitting in the kitchen at Lucasfilm because it's just a mansion, it's a ranch, and it's them all talking. This is on bonus features. You can watch this. They should not have put this shit on there. It's them all talking about the train wreck that they made and Ben Burt just saying, you know, you cut from this scene to this scene and then you've got Anakin flying around in a Naboo fighter and then you're cutting down to Jar Jar on a battle and then you're cutting to Padme while she's seizing the capital and then you've got Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. You have all these points all over the place and they don't align up and Lucas going, Yes, but there's really nothing we can do about it. <laughs> it's it's kind of amazing Weird. to like nope. nailed it. Yeah, it's really amazing that like like and it, it's in the movies. They kept amping them up. Like in A New Hope, it's the Death Star trench battle, and that's it. Uh, in Empire Strikes Back, it's Luke and Vader. While Leia, Lando, and uh, Chewbacca are trying to escape, those are those two scenes. And then in Return of the Jedi, it's Luke of the Emperor and Vader. It's the Endor battle, and then it's the Death Star battle above. Um, as these movies keep going on, more and more scenes are getting more involved with the final, uh, the final act, and they kind of rope themselves in such an, a messed up place where Lucas just couldn't edit anything out, and they they full-on were watching the movie just looking and going, holy smokes, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of amazing to watch this, that, that, and I was kind of surprised. I found out about it a couple of years ago, and I was like, I do vaguely remember this, so I pulled out my set, and I watched it, and yeah, those bonus features are there. It is kind of funny, too, because Rick McCollum, kind of a dirtbag, um, he curses way too much 
in the behind the scenes stuff where they have to edit him out. And he kind of did it way too much in episode one where he's almost non-existent in the bonus features for Mm -hmm. two and three. Where he goes up in front of a crowd of kids and goes at the premiere and says, this is fucking awesome. And that's in the bonus features. Yeah. That wasn't a short story at all, Matt. What? (laughs) I didn't hear you. (laughs) He said it wasn't a short story. It was short enough. Oh, man. man. It's fine. It's Star Wars. Uh... (laughs) We just talked about 40 years of 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 a franchise. Yeah, and it took us like two hours. That's fine. Yep. I mean, uh, just wait till we do the MCU movies. There's twenty. Oh my gosh. You just yeah, have we're... to talk. You just have to talk about one movie and just reminisce about how they copied the formula for every single movie after that. I disagree, but okay. Well, <laughs> we can discuss that after this for a moment. But yes, so uh, this is our Star Wars discussion. You know, it was better to get it out now when Star Wars is kind of taking a, a breather. And uh, get it out of the way. So these were our opinions of Star Wars. Yep. Anyway, if you want to talk to us about it, you can find us on social media. I am at DexterJ on Twitter and TheBuzzKillKid on Instagram. Matt, what about you? On Twitter, Matty0984. That's it. Lee? Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Leaster37. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you.